0: Well, it's a brand new week of Try Talk SA and I'm really, really excited. Uh, About One of the guests in particular who we've got on this week's show. Over the last few weeks, I've managed to speak to a couple of really, really well-known South African triathletes, and I've managed to bag another one this week who is just burning up the international triathlon scene. Uh, I've spoken to a couple of the guys on the ITU circuit, uh, this time around speaking to somebody who's on the Ironman circuit, and very, very chuffed to have James Kunima uh, on episode six of TriTalk SA this week. Also managed to to catch up with Robin Hyde from The Modern Athlete to find out exactly what's uh, coming up in the latest edition of Modern Athlete. It's available this week, and they've got uh, Super Pit on the cover. He's one of the guys that I chatted to early on uh, a few weeks ago here on TriTalk. So what an inspiring story, and you want to read more about it, you definitely want to pick up a copy of that. But I'll chat to Robin a little bit more about that later on in the show. And then also, there's a brand new race on the South African Triathlon calendar, and I was tough to catch up uh, with Grant Kunica uh, about Tri-Rock SA. It's a half-Ironman distance triathlon that's taking place in Durban in September, but I'll give you all those details uh, later on in the show today. As always, don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, you can pop us a tweet. It is at TriTalkSA. You can also email us podcast at TriTalkSA.co.za And as always, we love interaction on our Facebook page. Get in touch there. Uh, lots of motivation on that page, too, if you wouldn't mind liking us. Uh, just go to Facebook.com slash essay. It's as easy as that. Let's get into today's show. Also, by the way, uh, a chance for you to win an entry into the Midlands Ultra Triathlon. I'll have a question for you at the end of the show. Uh, all you need to do is answer the question correctly, get your name in the draw, and who knows, you could be racing down at Midmar Dam for Mahala. Uh, yep, that's it. Details coming up on the show. Let's get straight into it. Really chuffed this week to have uh, James Kanema on TriTalk SA. James has been burning up uh, the European and uh, American triathlon sort of scene for the last few years. Currently in Switzerland uh, and, and really chuffed to, to catch up with you. James, welcome on to TriTalk SA. Thanks for your time today.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: James, you, you've had a, a, a pretty pretty busy season so far. Just a, a few weeks ago, you you came second at Challenge Roth. You you also uh, had a pretty decent performance at the 70.3 uh, Eagleman. Finished second there as well. How's your season gone so far?
1: Uh, it's been picking up, really. Um, it started off not so good. I, I pulled out of 70.3 South Africa after a bike crash. Um, and then Ironman South Africa, I DNF'd. I uh, just had a really bad day and... I think the crash was still in my body, um, so it started off a bit slow, and then went over to America, like you said. Uh, second at Ironman Texas, second at Eagleman, 70.3, and then over to the to the Europe, um, and second at Challenge Roth. Um, you know, you look at three seconds, and you can kind of get frustrated, um, but given the fields, given the the races themselves. Um, they're all pretty good performances. I'm pretty happy with where I am right now.
0: I was actually going to ask that. I mean, it 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 must be frustrating as a as a pro wanting to go. I mean, you you starting starting a race. I'm guessing the only thing that's going through your mind is wanting to win the thing, uh, and and to have three seconds at at three big races. How does that sort of affect you
1: mentally? Um, it's it's frustrating, obviously. You know, second is maybe the most frustrating place because you're that close to to the win and. And everything that comes with it and yet you you didn't quite get it you're kind of the, the the first loser almost um but you know this is triathlon and there's there's a lot of factors to consider you know it's not just a one day race once a year kind of thing there's i'm building up um every race has been with a a goal of using that race for preparing for the next race or the next training um so Eagle uh, Ironman Texas was I was very happy with second um, coming off a of DNF in South Africa and my first real race of the season my real test of the season um, I got second it was only by a couple of minutes and it was a it was a thirty five degree day so just to get through it was I was happy with um, then Eagleman I uh, simply was not it was three weeks after Ironman Texas so I was in no you know I wasn't peaking for that race or anything. And Andy Potts, who beat me, totally was peaking for that race. So putting that in perspective, second place was really good there, too. Um, and then going to Challenge Roth, again, you know, defending champion, you expect to win. It was my major focus for the year. Um, but you can't control external factors, and Dirk Bockel was just in another league. You know, he went 7.52, um, he just rode a 4.15 on the bike, and... I rode a four twenty three which I was pretty happy with. you know that's a pretty solid bike split um but he was eight minutes up the road by the time I got off the bike um and that's just that's just racing you know I've got to be happy with it, you've got to take it the victories where you get them. And sometimes you've got to take second and, and see it as a victory. So that's what I've been trying to do.
0: Yeah, I think you almost have to do what, what you can do. And if that's good enough on the day, then that's cool. But if someone goes out and has an absolute blinder, like you said at Challenge Roth, there's, there's nothing much you can do about that as long as you, you control your performance and you're happy with yours. I think that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, that, that's what triathlon's all about at the end of the day. You know, it's a personal challenge. It's what you can do on the day. It's, it's trying to get to the line as, as fast as you're capable of. And, you know, if you're... In my position, hopefully that's that's the first overall. Um, but it's not always, you know, you can't you can't win them all. Um, that's the first thing I've got to accept, um, and just you know hope that it all comes together and I have my perfect day on the big at the big races, the ones where it matters. Yeah. So that's what we focus on, doing our best
0: tell me a little bit about Challenge Roth. I mean, it, it's one of those races on the calendar that I think everybody should have on their bucket list, but it, it's probably difficult to describe unless you've, you've done it. I mean, tell us what, what the crowd support's like. I mean, the, you just see pictures of, of the amount of, of spectators on the side of the road at that race. It must be amazing to race uh, at an event like that.
1: Yeah, Challenge Roth is, a, is an incredible event. Um, I I kind of did it by accident for the first time in 2010. Um, I crashed my bike and and got got ill um, just before Ironman Austria and ended up not starting two weeks before Challenge Roth. So I, I was a lot last minute entry and was just blown away by the event. It was just incredible. Um, so I I went back and I went back again and I won it last year. Um, and you know any race that that you can leave even with a bad result. I mean I had a DNF there. I had a sixth place there, um, and still have an amazing experience. is a good race, and Challenge Roth is like that. It doesn't matter where you finish. It's such an incredible event. the The crowd support, the spectators, the the pre-event, all the all the events that happen in the in the week leading up, and the you know the post race functions. Yeah, they're all brilliant. You know, it's a, it's an incredible experience. Um, definitely a bucket list race for every triathlete out there.
0: Okay, and then, James, you talk about falling off your bike. You have a habit of doing that, don't you? Uh, you you've just done the Alp uh triathlon and, and came off again. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, it, it can kind of look like a, a habit, I guess, <laughs> um, when you look at it like that. Um, but to be honest, I've had three bike crashes in, in my whole career. Um, one of them was last week. Um, it was a pretty bad one. I was going very fast down a very steep hill um, in Alp Duez turned into a switchback and just front wheel clipped the stone and I'll, the front wheel came out from under me and I was on the floor before I knew what had happened. Um, nothing too major, a couple of couple of roasties, a bit of road rash and a couple of stitches in the knee. I don't think it's going to be a major setback. Um, but yeah, crashes are part of it. You know, there's only two types of cyclists. There's those that have crashed and there's those that will crash. Um, you know, with the amount of hours I spend on my bike, it's going to happen sooner or later. Um, you just got to deal with it and bounce back from it as quick as possible.
0: Don't tell me things like that. I'm one of those that haven't crashed yet, so touch wood. Uh, well, it is coming. Yeah, I'm sure it is touch coming. Wood. Exactly. <laughs> James, obviously you're building up towards Kona. Uh, that's obviously the big goal for you this year. Uh, how's, how, how are you looking? I mean, we're we only, how many, 10 weeks out now? Uh, and it's, I mean, the, the field every year just probably gets tougher and tougher as a as a professional triathlete. But, but what are your hopes and ambitions for Kona 2013?
1: um that's a difficult question to answer you know at this point i've got to look in the big picture um i went there in 2009 and was not ready for that race and i promised i wouldn't go back until i was ready um a couple of years of of hard training and a couple of setbacks like um, injuries and stuff have have meant that it's taken four years before i've got back there um but uh you know i look at races like challenge roth my performance last year running a 240 um, and, I, and I look at that and, and I think if I can put a day like that together in Kona, I can definitely be, you know, up there in the mix with big boys. Um, but then on the other hand, it's really my first race where I have any expectations in Kona. And as we saw with Chris McCormack, as we've seen with many guys through the years, it can take five, six, seven years to get to the, to learn the race in Kona and get to the point where you can be competitive. Um, I am only 30, um, maybe eight to ten more years in the sport so I've got to put that in perspective Uh, but if my training all goes well if I bounce back from this this crash um, I think I can be competitive on the on the big island
0: I mean you talk about those 240 marathons Uh, I mean what does it take to run a a 240 marathon in Kona I mean it's obviously very different because the heat is is just phenomenal is is just crazy compared to to most other places you race Uh, I mean what do you need to do to, to put in a performance like that
1: um, you know, I think in Kona, it's, it's not as dif- different as it is elsewhere. You know, at the end of the day, you have to have the fitness to to handle that, that kind of um, pace after a hard bike. Um, Kona is hot. Kona is humid. But if you get your, your hydration and your nutrition right, um, it's not that different from any other race. Obviously, managing the heat and that kind of thing is, is something you've got to learn. Um, but I think coming from South Africa, I don't have too much of a problem with the heat um kona itself the race itself has excellent support um the aid stations are every mile and they're very well equipped and you know ice and water and everything sponges everything you need um so as long as you plan your race properly and, and pace yourself properly um you can certainly run the fast times there um of course the difference is that it's a it's very much a race and that's why you see so many people blowing up it's it's not just about putting out your best effort there's there's a lot of watching the right people on the bike and marking the right moves and being able to go when you need to go and being able to hold back when you need to hold back um, and I think that's why Kona is seen as somewhere where it's so tough and where where people blow up a lot um, especially on the run um, because they might have out-biked themselves or, or over overrun in the first half of the marathon um, I think if you can if you can focus on yourself and Put the numbers out there. I think Kona's much like any other Ironman, and a 240 is definitely on the cards.
0: Awesome, James. I put it out there on the, on the social media uh, just the other day that I was going to be chatting to you, and got a couple of questions in. One of the questions, and sticking with Kona, uh, is from a guy that we chatted to here early on uh, on Tri Talk SA. He's actually a South African bloke, Chris Fiesel, who's who's won a spot uh, to go and 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 uh, compete to Kona in, in the Kona lottery. So he's going over this year. And he wanted to uh, know what advice could you give an out-and-out Kona uh, Virgin?
1: Uh, well, my only experience at Kona, to be honest, is, is not a very good one. Um, something I've tried to, tried to push out of the, my mind, to be honest. Um, it was a, a horrible experience being passed by the girls and, and blowing up badly on the run. Um, but Kona is essentially much like every other race, um, except for the harp. Um, it is an incredibly harped-up race. Um you the energy, the the excitement in that place is next level. Um it's hard to describe. Um and a lot of first timers go there. Um it was one of the reasons I went there in two thousand nine was to kinda of get that out of my system. You know, to do all the expos and the seeing all the sights and, you know, the swimming in the ocean before race day and all that kind of stuff. Um to get that out of my system and be able to focus on the race when I went back. Um and that's obviously a, a, a trap that a lot of age groups fall into. Um, you want to be part of it. You want to experience it all. You want to experience everything you can. Um, but understand that it might be the only chance you get to go to Kona. And a good race performance will leave you with much better memories than walking around the expo and seeing all the latest and greatest stuff from the sponsors. Um, so that's probably the best advice I can give. You know, at, at, when it comes to race day itself, uh, it's just another race. You know, eat, drink. Prepare for the humidity and the heat, but do your own race and, and get through it just like you would at any other Ironman, like you did at your qualifying Ironman. Okay.
0: Well, one of the other questions that came through as well from a mate of uh, I'm sure he's a mate of yours as well, Raul De Jong. He said I needed to, uh, yeah. I needed to ask you about potato shakes.
1: <laughs> yeah, excellent recovery excellent recovery fuel that. Um, um, I'm not not one to shy away from the McDonald's and the KFC and the the fast foods when when it fits into the program. Um, I actually tend to, to use those kind of fuels for for pre race um, because they're quick burning and, and high calorie, high fat. Um, and one of the yeah, we we've, we've made regular trips to McDonald's and their potato based shakes are, are one of my favorite favorite <laughs> treats in a long ride or, or even post ride. I love it. I love it.
0: And then, James, Ironman South Africa, that's obviously one that's on your list that you, you really want to win, with it being your home home Ironman. When are we going to see a win from you in PE? Ah,
1: uh, the difficult question. <laughs> I would love to win that. You know, obviously, I've, I've, I've wanted to win that now for whoa, the very past seven years. Um, and it's, it's obviously a major focus, and I really, really, it's a, I really want to do it. Um, having said that, though it happens at a very difficult time in my in my um, season, um, I almost bypassed the the win at at Kona. I mean, at Ironman South Africa three or four years ago, when that was my 100% focus race, where that was where my whole year focused around. Um, to be honest, now my year really I want to be nearing peak in in July, August, and hitting peak in October, um, and it's very difficult to to be at race winning shape in april again um and that's obviously been an issue for me you know coming out of south african summer which is my off season um going into ironman south africa um has been tough and you know to to do those two peaks the peak for Ironman south africa to to make sure i win my home race and then peak again for the rest of the season um has just i just haven't got that right in the last years having said that though i, I certainly plan to get that right next year
0: Brilliant. We look forward to seeing it. Yeah, it'll be a great one to do on the 10th anniversary. I think there's going to be a lot of hype around the race next year as well. So we'll be rooting for you. We need a South African winner uh, down yeah. in PE without a doubt.
1: I'll do my best.
0: James, one of the things that, that also a question that came up on, 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 on our Facebook page was a lot of pros talk about getting better, that they train to get better in the last sort of 10, 15 Ks of the run. That's where they, they really focus on, on on getting better. How... If you're not running lots of marathons, and I take it you probably don't run lots of marathons in your training. How do you get better the last 10Ks in a marathon if you're not regularly running marathons and, and sort of knowing how you respond during
1: training? Um, well, firstly, you probably take that wrong. Um, I run a lot of marathons in training. Oh, really? Um, it's, it's a fairly regular occurrence, um, even if it's just a Sunday long run that lasts three hours and I hit a marathon. Um, it's it's fairly common, and we do you know we do 30 kilometer track sessions quite regularly, um, at high pace. Um, we do we do long runs often. Um, one of the favorite sessions here in Switzerland is Brett will drive us out 42 k's away and drop us off, and we have to run home. And the last 10 k's of that home run is uphill, up a mountain, a um, thousand meters of climbing, um, and that does that does wonders for getting you ready for the last 10 k's of a of an Ironman. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, it it is difficult. I understand that most people don't do lots of marathons. Most people can't do lots of marathons. It takes too much out, and you know, you're going to have two weeks of recovery from doing a marathon and training um, for the general general public. Um, I guess the best the best way to prepare for it is simply to get strong. Um, if you can hold the strength until halfway through the marathon, um, you can get you can go on on fitness for the for the second half. Whereas if you start digging into your reserves in the, early in the marathon or, or even on late on the bike, um, you're just not going to have that that fire for the last hour and a half of the race. Um, Ironman really is about the second half of the race, the second half of the bike, and the second half of the marathon. Um, it's it's simply won or lost in the, in the last 21Ks. Um, so making sure that you can get to the start of that last 21Ks as fresh, as well hydrated, as... Well fed, as possible, is probably the best way to to get through that last 21 k's as efficiently as possible. I think lots of people get to the start of the last 21 k's very depleted. Um, They've pushed too hard. They've not had enough to drink. They're already dehydrated. They've not had enough to eat, um, and you just simply are going to are going to fall apart. Um, The training for that is is obviously part of it is is getting physically tough, but a lot of it is is learning to look after your body while you're moving at, at Ironman pace um, and that's what lots of people get wrong
0: yeah it's you spot on you talk I think Ironman South Africa this year was probably a good example of that where a lot of people because the weather conditions were so great compared to the previous year went out really hard on the bike and, and really paid for it. I mean, I was one of them paid for it in the second half of the run, whereas the previous year when the weather was terrible, you had to go out easy on the bike and, and tend to have a better run. But that's all the lessons you learn, I think, uh, along the way.
1: Yeah, Ironman is a series of lessons. You know, um, As good as your coaches, as much advice as you get, as many books as you read and, and websites you read and whatever else, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a school of hard knocks. Um, you've got to do the, the Ironmans to learn the lessons. Um, no one can teach you a lot of the stuff that you learn in Ironman. Um, I think I am on my 20th full distance race now. Um, I think Roth was my 19th full distance race. Um, so, you know, I've, I've gone there and I've done that and I've made the mistakes and I've, I've blown up and I've DNF'd and all that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not just a case of, you know, Someone can teach you, you know, someone needs to tell you what to do. At the end of the day, you've got to learn what to do yourself. Your body's different to everyone else's. And in the back half of the marathon, you're going to learn lessons that you haven't learned anywhere else. And you've got to give those lessons time. You've got to do the races and do the events. And, and I understand that it's part of the learning curve. A lot of people get very frustrated and very upset when they have a bad race. Um, but at the end of the day, that's for the best lessons. The bad races are where you learn the big, biggest lessons.
0: Absolutely. And then, James, just from a, a personal perspective, you, you and Jodie Swallow are, are an item. Jodie's almost become an adopted South African. She's an amazing athlete in her own right, made the step up to, to full distance uh, to, to Ironman uh, triathlons this year. How much competition is there between the two of you?
1: Uh, well, we, tr- we try and keep it to the minimum, or I do anyway. Um, she's incredibly competitive. So we, we don't do a lot of training together simply because... Um, my easy is her medium, and she ends up always pushing too hard and racing me. Um, however, in in the the opposite of that is that in the pool um, she's always pushing me, which is really good. It's what I need. Um, and my swim has gone to the next level this this last year, this last six months, um, which is almost entirely because of training with Jody. You know, she's she really is. She's one of the best swimmers in the sport. Um, you know, coming out with the guys or even ahead of the guys often. Um, so having that that advantage of being able to swim with her and having someone to push me in the water has made a huge difference. Um, but as far as the biking and running go, we try and keep the, the competition to a minimum. Um, it's obviously a, a difficult thing when we're training full-time and you're both tired and you're both cranky and you're both you know, trying to get through a hard session that you're not really want to do or you're not really feeling enthusiastic about um, and maybe the other person's feeling great that day. Um, it just it, it becomes difficult for both of us. Um, so we try and keep the competition to a minimum. Uh, she's got a couple of seconds, her last two races were also seconds. Yeah. So we're, we seem to be a bit of a pair at the moment. Um, between us, we've got five seconds in the last five races. Um, but hopefully we can break that, that habit come Kona.
0: Yeah, that'll be amazing. I mean, I, I saw her out on, on the run course. Uh, at Ironman South Africa and at one stage she was looking fantastic and then obviously just really struggled at that latter half of, of the run But yeah, just just massive massive respect for for, for finishing that race and, and and a very credible second in her in first full distance uh, Race as well. So yeah, James It's been amazing chatting to you want to wish you all the best next race I mean obviously Kona are you doing anything between now and then?
1: Um, I'm not entirely sure you see how we bounce back from this accident. Um, I was thinking I'll probably do the Emberman man um, which is an Ironman distance race in, in France. Uh, it's got 5,000 meters of climbing in the back, back leg, um, so definitely the toughest Ironman distance race in the world, I think. Um, I've done it a couple of times before. It's really good to get the, get the strength in your legs. You go, you go over the Col de Izzard, um a famous tour climb, goes over 2,400 meters. Um, it's a really tough race, and I hope to be able to do that just to get the strength in my legs for for the last Kona block. Um, And then over to to Cozumel, um, who's our team sponsor, a little island in Mexico, um, where I'll prepare for for Kona in the heat and humidity. Uh, Maybe do Cozumel 70.3, just to get a bit of sharpness a few weeks before Kona. And then, yeah, Kona's the next major focus.
0: Well, we want to wish you you all the best. We'll be tracking you, and and everyone here in South Africa will be, be rooting for you as well. I hope you have an amazing, amazing race, and, and we'll catch up soon.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Good to chat, and yeah, chat to you soon. The
0: good news is we are into a brand new month, and that means that the new edition of Modern Athlete is available. And I thought it would be pretty cool to catch up with the folks from the magazine. And uh, it's a pleasure to welcome Robin Hyde onto Tri Talk SA this week. Robin, how's it going, mate? Are you well?
2: Brad, all good in yourself, thank you.
0: Fabulous, fabulous. Robin, I'm quite excited. I got a sneak peek of the mag. Uh, I got to see who's on the cover. And I'm really excited because we chatted to him here on Tri Talk SA a couple of weeks ago. Tell us who is your cover man this month.
2: Brad, absolutely great news. We do an interview with... Um a Super Pit, who, of course, is Peter Duprea and uh, making the impossible possible. Of course, Pete has become an inspiration to the world through his sporting conquest. He's just become the first quadriplegic ever to complete a half Ironman event, and uh, he's going down to take on full Ironman towards the end of the year. So as far as triathletes go, really a great cover story and an absolute, absolute must read.
0: Yeah, and just such an inspiration as well. I mean, after I chatted to him, I just got so fired up by, by sort of his story and what he's achieved. Definitely, definitely you, you want to find out more about that. Uh, and then you guys have also got a really cool triathlon program uh, that you guys run through the magazine called Dare to Try. Tell me a little bit about that.
2: Absolutely, Brad. Um, make the Commitments and Dare to Try it in the magazine, uh, headed up by Coach Derek Marseys. Um, and the training uh, is a program which uh, started on the 11th of June and, of course, there is still time to register and get going. Uh, and once again, go to the Modern Athlete website, modernathlete.co.za, for more details.
0: Robin, brilliant. Uh, I look forward to catching up with you guys in a month's time as well to find out what's going to be coming up in the next edition. Thanks a lot for your time. Really do appreciate it here on Tri Talk SO. Yes,
2: Always good to talk to you, Ben. Thanks for the opportunity. Take care.
0: Well, there's a few new races uh, that have been added to the triathlon circuit uh, in 2013. One of them down in Durban, and, and I've been saying to, to mates and training partners for ages that Durban is just crying out for an ultra-distance triathlon, and it is finally here. And it is great to have Grant Kunica on TriTalk SA this week from Rock SA. Grant, thanks for chatting to us today. I really appreciate your time. No problem. Thanks so much, Brad. Appreciate it. Gron, tell me the the thought process behind putting together Tri-Rock <laughs> Uh Yeah,
2: do you want to make your life hard or not? That's sort of the <laughs> thought process. <laughs> uh, you know, we're we kind of stuck in SA, We don't have too many sort of options. And um, as you say, uh, Durban has been crying out. Uh, it's where long-distance triathlon started in South Africa, you know. Um, but uh which is, you know, so it's got a great history. Um, you know, but as with any city event, unfortunately, you know, and particularly with places like Durban and Cape Town, um, it's kinda of standing in the back of the <laughs> line, you know, they've got top gears and I'm a show with show with and you know, comrades and all these sort of other sort of, you know, small events and um so it's 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 taken quite a while to sort of get to that. And also just explaining what triathlons about because the default position is, oh, it's another cycling event when, you know, and then you've got to say to them, well, would you get up and go cycle 30 Ks maybe tomorrow morning? Yeah, I'd do that. Well, I said, would you get up and go do a 1.9 swim a 90K and a 90 K cycle and a half marathon afterwards? And then they kind of, no. So, so in there. So, yeah, exciting destination, warm water, great culture, you know, an incredibly vibey city. Um, M4, stunning, stunning routes. Um, you know, and a chance just to you know, add, you know, uh, to, to the half iron distance calendar in South Africa, and you know, um, hopefully give it another injection to grow.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned Durban as a city; it is a great sporting city. I mean, they've got some some cool events on, uh, t- and, and you mentioned an, an amazing course. Tell us a little bit about the course. Where's the the swim happening? It, it, it starts off at, at Ushaka, and then and then where do you go from there?
2: Yeah, the swims at shark. I mean, it's really, it's a no-brainer there. It's the safest. It's right by the shark and marine world. Lots of activities for kids and stuff. Um, so safety number one, um, obviously in particular with them. So it's, uh, so, so that's our uh, superb. We've got T1 down there. Uh, we've got the expo, which is going on at the marine life Saving club out. So the guys are going to basically want they swim straight into T1. They're going to cycle through the point, through town and out onto the M4, they then, on the M4, going past them, you know, all the all the various points along the road to get to the turnaround point at Belito at, uh, at the second roundabout before you getting to Belito. So uh, you're gonna turn around at that point and then head back. So it's slightly longer the first section, so it's about 50 k's out, uh, and you've got a gradual climb. But you know, the hills are fantastic. They're not steep. They're quite undulating. So you're climbing gently, you're going up and down, and then it's quite a fast back. but the views are just staggering when you turn around at the litre. It's, it's one of the things that took so long because we wanted those views there. It's such a cracking, um, you know, at uh, the uh, turnaround point. Head back, and then we've got T2. Um It's sort of just worked out for that. We've kind of really put ourselves in together this year.
0: I mean that, that run on the promenade, I, every time I'm in Durban, that's one of the things I look forward to is just running down past the casino out towards Blue Lagoon. So it sounds like it's an amazing run. Of course, when, when is it happening and how can folks enter? Uh,
2: the, the main race is on the 22nd of September. The guys can go to trirock-durban.com. Uh, you get straight up on the landing page. You get all the information there. Obviously, if you want a bit more detail, you can just click on the find out more button, but you can register straight away there. Um, it's priced super super well at one thousand five hundred bucks for that. Um we've got a relay at two four. Um, you know, for people it's a great way to enter to experience if you if you're a bit nervous between you know the the the, the full half a that. Um so yeah, uh I've put in all the other information related to we've got a kids rock going on, we've got an urban rock. Uh we've got one other event which we're gonna announce for the Friday night, uh, a little bit later and uh we have a volume uh Friday for afterwards, um on the uh, After
0: the race, it sounds it sounds like a great event. I mean, obviously, there's a little bit for for everyone, for the kids. Uh If you're not really up to doing the the, the 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 sort of ultra, you can you can do the sprint. Or if you've got a couple of mates who who maybe one's better swimmer than than the others, you can you can sort of get a, an easy introduction into the sport by doing it that way. Grant, I think it's it sounds amazing. Uh, I want to wish you all the best, uh, and I hope it goes as well as you you wish it wish it does and and want to wish you all the strength and 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 let's hope year after year this thing can just grow and Durban, like I said, Durban's been crying out for for a well organized uh ultra event it's it's close to joburg, it's literally a few hours in a car it's less than an hour in a plane so it's it's really easy to get there, easy to get back so it's a great way to spend a a weekend at uh the end of september down in Durban fantastic man I just
2: need a few more hours in the day at the moment but um <laughs> Uh, yeah, thanks. The guys just come down. They won't be disappointed. You know, it's all about the venue. Uh, without doubt, you know, we've done our bit to, to bring our, obviously our, our own bit of culture and we've got a cracking commentator coming, you know, does some of the big events out in Europe. We've got, you know, Max Fleur from Germany South. He's in the mix and we've got a few other people as well. So. Um uh, yeah hopefully the guys you know each to put on a solid job and the guys in 21st yeah um please come
0: join us brilliant and just so people know i mean this isn't the first event you've organized i mean you guys are i have been doing this for a while tell us about some of the other events you're involved in
2: yeah i um, other sort of events um it's not a it's not a half iron distance race it's a bit shorter than that we put on robin island now um that's just an incredibly special event because of the location, it's only event allowed on the island. uh um, yeah, <laughs> hell of a complex to put on between politics and, um, uh, you know, working. It's a big organization and obviously all the environmental and logistics of boats and all that sort of stuff. But it is an incredibly special race. This year is pretty cool in that um we've got athletes staying on the island. I think we've only got 20 dormitory beds. It's quite cool. We've got about 40 athletes joining us night before we got premiers who sponsored the food and drink and breakfast so um and then we're doing a night tour and we've got sundowners there so a real chance to experience the island really in a, you know because normally you pay whatever your 300 bucks to go on the boat and it's really a very quick tour you know it's no more than an hour um when, on the prison itself where this gives you a chance to really sort of embed in some of the stories and you know and really get a feel for the island especially in the evening the the, the starkness of what it must have been like, um, there, you know, back in the day really sets in. So, um, yeah, and, and the views to Cape Town are obviously pretty, <laughs> pretty, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a cracking event to so that one. You know, we, we're, we're pushing down to our, you know, our second year, a lot of improvements this year. And, and, yeah, that one we're kind of taking our time on. And, yeah, we've got one or two other things, um, uh, which we've busy with, um uh, X Monster in Rubik Valley. And um so that that's sort of um uh, we're building on that for so got one coming to Durban, And um but yeah, you know, uh Durban for sure is our uh our main focus in the half time distance space but it, you know tries want to get on to down, and this is definitely especially for people who've never done triathlon, uh the swim's in the harbour and then you ask all the ex political prisoners there, it's quite funny they I asked them what's the best bit they go, No, the swimmers definitely the best. And they say, okay, cool. And then I said to him, well, are you going to swim next year? They go, oh, no, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm working on getting some of them in the water, but they're thinking about it. But um, it's also it's going to have a big development thing in, in the future. So, you know, there's quite a lot of things going on in the background attached to that now, which will come out in the future. Um, but yeah, it's well, what a cracking way to um, you know really get a a glimpse of the past and sort of, you know, make be part of making the future history of the island, you know, because obviously um, this is where democracy was born and fought for and um, sport's always been our number one, you know, glue in the country and sport has a massive um, component on the island from rugby to cricket to the football, you know, even the prisoners play the rugby, so, uh, you know, so it's got a lot of re- relevance and resonance on there, so, um uh, from that point of view, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's,
0: it's an amazing range. So. Cool. Grant, what I'll do is I'll put all those details on our website as well. So if somebody's listening to this and they want to find out more, they can just uh, get to the show notes for, for this episode of Try Talk SA and they can link straight through to, to your website and get the info there for themselves.
2: Fantastic. Brad, this, I think you're doing a cracking job at these the buckets. It's long overdue, so thanks to Stack for
0: that. No, no worries. Grant, thanks for, for taking the time. I know you're hectic at the moment getting everything together, but thanks for taking the time to chat to us, and we look forward to catching up again soon. It's yes, an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much, man. I had so much fun putting this show together, man. It was awesome to catch up with James. I uh, really appreciate his time. managed to spend tons of time with him and pick his brain. Hope you enjoyed that interview uh, as much as I did. Uh, and to all the other guests as well, to Robin and Grant, thanks for your time this week too. Look forward to spending more time with you next week on Try Talk SA. Uh, we've got Natalie Tissink on the show. So uh, if you're battling with your swimming uh, or perhaps you're just trying to wrap your head around getting out into the water, Natalie is a phenomenal swim coach and we'll have her on next week's episode of Try Talk SA. I mentioned at the beginning of the show we've got an entry for the Midlands Ultra Triathlon up for grabs. All you need to do uh, is answer this simple question and head over to tritalksa.co.za. Click on the Midlands Ultra Triathlon uh, little banner on the right-hand side of the homepage fill in your details, answer the question, and I'll pop your name in the draw. There are going to be eight questions in this whole series. Uh, if you answer all eight right, you'll get eight chances to win that entry. So if you've missed the earlier questions, go back to the previous editions or previous episodes of Tri Talk Essay. It started on episode two, and we're going to be running it uh, through uh, for eight weeks. So if you want to go check it out, do that. Uh, the question for this week is, where did James Kunima finish at the 2013 Challenge Roth? What Position. Uh, if you can uh, answer that. Do it on the website, tritalksa.co.za, and I'll pop your name into the draw. As always, be in touch at tritalksa. On Twitter, you can Facebook us, facebook.com forward slash tritalksa, or pop us an email, podcast at tritalksa.co.za. I love all the feedback. Keep it coming. If you have any suggestions of who you'd like us to chat to, uh, or uh, maybe you've got a really cool story for us that you'd like to share on the podcast, please do pop me an email. I love, love, love hearing from you. And while On that subject, if you do uh, download this podcast through iTunes, if I could ask you a massive favor, please leave us a review. Uh, It's one of the ways that we uh, allow or it helps uh, other people find the podcast who might be interested in triathlon. Just it'll take a few minutes of your time and it really helps spread the love for a sport that we all love. So just please do, do leave a review. From myself, Brad Brown, thanks again for listening and downloading this podcast and we'll chat again same time next week. Cheerio.